join us online as we stream. You can catch any of our services on Facebook, YouTube, or at www.rdci.info. We might not be able to gather in the building, but you can still get to church. Stream on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Wednesdays at 12 noon and 7 p.m. And ladies, catch Women's Bible Study on Facebook, Fridays at 12 noon. for listening to the Direction for Life broadcast with Drs. Herbert and Marsha Bailey. We'd love to have you at any of our three campuses. In Columbia, join us at 3506 Broad River Road. If you're in Orangeburg, meet us at 990 Willington Drive. In Florence, join us at 1507 West King Avenue. For more information, including service times, visit rdci.info. We hope you enjoy today's broadcast. Today's message is Hearing God's Voice by Bishop Herbert Bailey. If you want to hear God's voice, that's what, that's what this lesson is about, hearing God's voice, you're going to have to set some time aside, get in his presence, and, and say, God, what's going on? I need some revelation. Give me some insight. What do you want me to do? And like I believe, just like Habakkuk, he will speak. Right. Now, let, let's look at another example of someone who had to go closer so he could hear God's voice. Most of us are familiar with this, even if you didn't read it. If you're my age or somewhere around within 10 years of my age, we grew up watching the Ten Commandments. <laughs> Every Easter, especially, we watched the Ten Commandments. And we heard God speak to Moses. Say that again. Say that again. Moses. <laughs> Take off thy shoes. For the ground upon which thy standeth is Holy ground. I don't know if God sounds like that, but that's how it sounds on the on, <laughs> on the movie Ten Commandments. But look at this, Exodus three, starting verse one. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. So much in that right there. He came, he came to the mountain of God, but he wasn't focusing on God. He focused on these sheep. Yeah. Verse 2. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. Now, that's a sight. Imagine you seeing a tree burn. Now, we don't know how long this is, whether it's 15 minutes or several hours. You see this tree burning, but not a leaf is falling off, not a branch is falling off. It hasn't shrunk at all. It hasn't gotten any smaller. And and I'm sure I'm sure at first he just saw a bush burning and well, well a bush burning. Yeah. Okay. And probably kept going until he look keep looks back again and see that it's not consumed at all. It hasn't diminished at all. 
And he looked and behold, the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed. Verse three. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see. God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. Now look at this. And he said, draw not nigh hither, put off thy shoes from off thy feet for the place whereupon thou standest is holy ground. Okay. And so several things here. God could have yelled at Moses, but he didn't do that. He could have he, he could have yelled to him from the bush, from the sky, from the mountain. Moses, Moses. That's not what he did. Mm-mm. He just had the bush to get his attention. I believe many times before God speaks, he will try to get our attention. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He'll try to he'll try to get. No, the car does not have to flip over and go off the cliff and you survive in order to get God's attention. Okay. Sometimes it's a still small voice. Sometimes it's little things. Sometimes it's just something in your conscience that said, don't, don't do that. Don't mm-hmm. go over there. Or as we so often say, something told right, me. Right. Or it's like, if, you know, I'm just thinking about just in um, things regarding as a mom is something, cause this was a physical site that was off, you know, and sometimes mm. it's just something, something was off. Something's just off that we just don't go inquire about. Mm. You know, I, I never forget years ago when one of my kids, I, I, as they were, came back in the house, I noticed something was like, something just kind of pricked me in my spirit that something was off. But I was in my mind, I was focused on going to where I needed to go to. And so I was like, oh, I got to run errands, you know. And so if I followed that thought right then, I would say, hey, what's up? Why are you here? You're not supposed to be here. You know, and of course, later on, I discovered like something went down. I said, but there was something off. Something's off. And so God will give you a, 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 a knowing, a prick in your spirit. I said, something's not right with my children or something may not be right with my spouse or something's not hmm. right here. Let me stop with my day because that's what happened. We got our schedules. We got our plans. We got our agendas, our to-do list that we're trying to cross off. And all along the, the day, because we ask him. In the, in the beginning of the day, I know I do. God, speak to me, show me what's what, lead me. And then I got my agenda. Then I got my task. And he's trying to get me to slow down a little bit by pricking my spirit about going and investigate that so I can give you some insight regarding that. But I'm like, oh, no, I got to go here. Mm. You know, something else that stands to me about this scripture, it says the angel appeared, but God spoke. Mm. Sometimes God will send an angel, a representative to get to your attention. Okay, and it wasn't until he even got the attention from the angel through the through the flame and through the flame of fire in the mist that God spoke. So now watch this here. Even let me let me the book of Revelation. When John gets to Revelation to write these letters, who does he address these letters to? To the angel of the church. In that case, it was the pastor of the church. Is it possible God's trying to get your attention? Through a word that your pastor's given you or spoken to you or that I may be even teaching right now. Uh, listen, mm-hmm. I always say that you have to hear the word behind the word. 
have to hear the word behind the word. And so I don't know all the details about every aspect of your life, your marriage, your children, your finances, your body. But even as I'm speaking up here, God will start talking to you in here. As I may be speaking generally, God will start giving you very specific instructions. That's called the word behind the word. Listen to that. So first he sent the angel and the angel was there to get his attention through the flame. But then he, he, here's what I want you to see. Verse four. And when the Lord saw, he turned aside to see. He said, verse three, he said, I'm going to turn aside. Let me go see what this is about. And when the Lord saw, he turned aside to see God called Moses. God was not going to speak until he came closer. Yeah. That's why I want you to see that. Yeah. God yeah. wasn't going to be yelling and screaming and, 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 and make, make the mountain shake and, and, make a, and make all the sheep start, start flying or make all the sheep start dancing. Trying, no, no. God wanted him to come closer. Is it possible that the reason why you have not heard from God about that mm. situation is because you didn't come closer? You know, in my book, my in, in my book, on um, Defining Moments, I talk about meeting you. Mm-hmm. And I talked about the fact that when I, when I was in college, I dated unsaved girls. And I know one's supposed to date unsaved right. girls. Because all those unsaved girls wanted was one thing. What did they want? All the, they all wanted one thing. They wanted it. They wanted one thing. They wanted and it. And I was a man of God. They wanted I'm it. I'm trying to live for the Lord. <laughs> and all those unsaved it. girls wanted was one thing. So I told the Lord. I told the Lord God and got myself in these situations before. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to date an unsaved girl anymore. And when I met you, I liked you. Mm-hmm. As they say, I liked him. I liked you. I liked you. So I prayed about you. Watch this. And when I prayed, I got an answer from God to pursue. And that's when I called you up and said, you're about to get saved. I remember that. I said, you're about to get saved. You said, because the Lord told me to get saved. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm already saved. I was baptized when I was a child. I'm Catholic. Mm-hmm. I said, no, I mean like saved, saint, five, filled with the Holy Ghost kind of saved. <laughs> um, but, but my point about that is, is that when I asked God about you, he spoke right. about you. Right. And I write in the book, you were the first, you, you were the first relationship that I really prayed about mm-hmm. and asked God about. Other, other than that, I just saw. I, Y'all got to get the book. I just saw certain things and went after wow. it. Wow. Okay, but I prayed about you. So, well, I don't know if he the one. Have you asked God? I, I, I don't know if she the one. And so we, we uh, I, I flipped across some on own the other night. Uh-huh. Was Saturday night or something, Friday night? I, I, flipped through, I think it was Friday night. Flipped through the channel and I saw this thing called Love Connection. Not Love Connection. Love, love something. Put a ring on it. Oh. Put a ring on it. Mm-hmm. And they got these couples, honey. They've been together, and you know how to, you know, they be in the world. Mm-hmm. How to do they they living together seven years, mm-hmm. nine years. Now they're on this show, um, going with, with with this psychologist or whatever, counselor, trying to see if they supposed to be together. Mm-hmm. That's crazy to me. Now, that's the world. That's sinners. Can I tell you, as a Christian, you should not be have to be with someone for seven years, nine years. Is this the will of God? Come on now. If you draw closer, he'll speak. Right. right. And the truth of the matter is, a lot of times, and here's why we're going with that. Even when, when I was sometimes dating those unsaved girls, I knew the word, I already knew what God had to say. That's why I didn't pray. Mm, you didn't want to hear. I didn't really want to hear what God had to say. And sometimes the reason why we're not drawing closer we is because hear. we don't really want to hear. Ah. And, and so we can make the excuse, well, God hasn't said anything. God hasn't said anything because you haven't gotten close enough to, 
to let them talk to yeah. you. Yeah, and then sometimes what happens, because you just said something there, sometimes we're not even really hearing because we, we don't want to hear what God has to say about our whole life. Mm. We just want to hear what God has to say about this thing. How can I get uh, a new job? Or how can I get my boo, my bae? Or what do you have for me regarding mm. my future? And God wants, he really wants to have this fellowship, this relationship for you regarding your whole your life. Your whole life. Because there's times when I would go and pray. If I'm praying about something, let's just say, um, you know, as perfect as this man of God is. Yes. He is so imperfect in what? so many other ways. Huh? Wait, wait, you just contradicted yourself. Did I contradict myself? <laughs> well, anyhow, so this time I'm going, to, I'm praying about him, praying, praying. You be praying about? I'll be praying, yeah. Praying about me or praying for you? I'm praying about him, wait, wait, praying about you. You don't need to be praying about me. If the, I'm you need to be praying for I'm me. I'm praying about those imperfect things that vex my righteous soul. You know, and so I may talk to the Lord who understands all of my problems. He understands. Oh, this is funny. You know, and so I will go to God about him. And guess what? He talked to you about you. He'll talk to you. That's my Jesus. I'm like, really now? You know, and so that's what we're trying to avoid. You know, you know, we want to hit God mm. up for these other things. And we want to talk to God about what we want to talk about. Right. And don't really want him to talk to us about right. what he wants to exactly. talk to us about. Exactly. And I think we want to avoid that. And I'm, in, in this season, we, we're dealing with a God who wants to really speak to our, our, our heart and a reg regarding our lives so that we can be who he called us to be. And, you know, and sometimes we back away. You know, when, um, I don't know if you... In, talk i don't want to jump ahead of myself but when moses wanted to know god you know and wanted to see god and and the, uh, the right before that whole uh, revealing of who he was when he hit him in the cleft of the rock there was times when god said you know come on up and tell the people right. to come closer and they were like no 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 we're good here because when they saw the thunder and the lightning they got afraid and they didn't want to get close to god so you go be our mouthpiece for mm. us you be the ears and you come back and talk to us because all that God is can be overwhelming. And I think God wants us to embrace him just like we want people to embrace us. I'm just being who I am. Can, mm. you just, can I just be me? And God said, can I just be me? Can I just be God? Wow. Can I just talk into your life? Can I talk to you about how you're talking to your wife, how you're talking to your, your husband, how you're talking to your kids, how you're doing this, how you're not doing that? And he wants uh, us to come to him and have our complete ear. That's good. That's good. So Moses says in Exodus 3 and 3, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. So what is it that you need to turn aside from so you can hear God? Who is it you need to turn aside from? What is it that you need to stop putting attention on so you can, and turn aside from so you can put your attention on the Lord and hear what he has to say? There are times, again, like I, during this time, your news was important, but you got, sometimes you got to turn aside from the news to hear God. Sometimes you got to turn aside from your relatives and, and, and complaining people. So I, I got to turn aside from this so I can hear of God. And when the Lord saw, he turned, I love this. When the Lord saw, he turned aside. When, oh, Lord, so good. when the Lord saw, okay, now you really, are you, are you really willing to hear me now? Mm. Are you willing to give me some attention? When mm. the Lord saw he turned aside, God called unto him and started speaking. Maybe God's not speaking because he's not seeing that you're willing to turn aside long enough to hear. Long enough to get in his presence. Wow. 
long enough to meditate, long enough to be quiet and be still before him. When I, when I was growing up in the church, in my high Baptist church, Bethesda Baptist Church in Jersey City, New Jersey, uh, our pastor, John W. Wright, opened the church, I mean, uh, started service every week with this. Now I know it was a scripture. I thought mm -hmm. it was just a saying. The Lord is in his holy temple, mm -hmm. that all the earth be silent before him. And so sometimes you got to get silent before him because God's not trying to talk over you. He's not, sometimes he's not trying to talk over the, the, the drama that you won't turn aside from long enough to hear him. Mm. And so when he turned aside, I'm talking about how you hear the voice of God. That's good. So you got to be willing to turn aside and go and, mm. and then he'll speak. So, and turning aside can also look like you turning that TV off. Mm -hmm. You know, and and I said, well, I'll turn aside after the movie is over, you know, or after I never forget this. Sometimes I'll be, I will wash the dishes and I, and, you know, at one time washing dishes used to really bother me. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's like I had so much to do, but, you know, but now washing the dishes helps me to do kind of process. You know, we got dishwasher. Yeah, but I still wash the dishes sometimes because, mm -hmm. you know, I have that window. I look out and I just kind of like, you know, I, I, I have a conversation with the Lord mm -hmm. and I, I really kind of process my day and think about my day. And there's times where God's like, OK, um, let's talk about this. I'm like, OK, we could talk. And he like wants me to like, but I'm like in the midst of doing the dishes. So like, I'm like, I could have three more dishes left here. Can I just like do them really quick? You know, can you imagine, you know, he's like, you know, to me, that just makes natural sense. I have to come back because when I turn aside with you, I don't know long. I don't know how long I'm going to be turned aside with mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. But but everything's about God being that priority priority and that important that I can leave those two dishes in a sink and turn the water off and go to my room, my space. I created to have conversations with him. So turning aside is could be stopping what you're doing. You might have you're you know, watching a movie or doing some, doing the laundry or doing dishes or, or just like stop shouting God down in prayer. You know, that's, you know, I'm an intercessor. This is why I'm talking, you know, sure. you know, um, there's times when I'm praying before the Lord and I'm just like, have my list and my declarations and, um, something's really heavy on my heart. You know, another way of turning aside, I'm like going in and he's like, Marsha. And I'm like, yeah, da, 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 da. and going in like Marsha. You know, I'm like, but I've got to, I'm trying to get it all in. And he's like, Marsha. And then he'll explain, then he's talking to me, he wants to get my attention. So turning aside is also stopping what I think I really need to mm. um, put in, you know, the throne, put before the throne room, that my agenda and what's on my heart and shutting that down, that noise down, that frustration down, that anxiety down, and just like just turning all that aside because he knows what we have need of before we even really that's pray good. about it, you know. And then you say, well, why do I need to pray about it? Because that's the vehicle. But when you're in that place mm. of prayer, you know, and you're going before God. And sometimes we have because we have those prayer books and those prayer journals and those declarations. You think you got to finish all of them for God to understand where you are. And that's just where I was, you know, and him helping me to navigate this whole walk with him um, and fellowship that he had to, when I, he brought me to a place of writing things down, then I wrote them down, then I got like, then I got like stuck on that. Then he's like, put that down. I want to talk to you. And sometimes it's like, okay, I got to turn aside all my formulas, all my plans, what worked last year, what worked last month or what have you, 
and to hear his voice for that moment, that that minute right there. Amen. So it could be from things or from your list or agenda, turning aside. Turning aside. All right, let's just move on here. If um, Revel in the book of Revelation, if somebody else who had to, so can hear God, the Apostle John. Um, I think it starts off. He says, I, John, was in the spirit on the Lord's mm -hmm. day or whatever. Uh, but we all know about the book of Revelation. Uh, the Bible says, I hear somebody preach. I think it was, I think it was Ed Young. I heard teaching on this the other day. He said, the book of Revelation says, blessed is he that readeth it. He didn't say blessed he that understands it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so there's a blessing mm -hmm. just reading the book of Revelation, even if you don't understand it. But the book of Revelation, you know, where we get all our end time teaching and understanding to what degree we do understand it and what is known in theological terms as eschatology which is the study of end times we see how what heaven is going to be like what the rapture is going to be like what the great white throne judgment is going to be like what the wedding feast of the lamb is going to be like um what you know all those all those things are in the book of mm -hmm. of john and uh it, it, he sees into the spirit realm he sees into the end time a time even yet to come and even things I believe that we are going through right now but how did all that start for him to get that revelation mm -hmm. look at this revelation That's 1 good. and verse 10 it says I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great Pretty voice nice. as a trumpet I was in the spirit God, God didn't wrestle him down mm -hmm. he was in the spirit so I want to take a couple more and talk about what, is, what do you think that means? I was in the spirit. And how do we get in the spirit so we can hear God? That's such a... That's I was in the spirit. I wasn't, he's, yeah. I wasn't just walking down the street. I wasn't just... I wasn't shopping. Right. I was in the spirit. Yeah, yeah. And you, you can't be in the spirit and be driving. No. Otherwise, you don't have a wreck. You almost experienced that. Yeah. I, yeah <laughs> I, one time that happened, I got in the spirit while I was driving, and that wasn't good. Yeah, it's like you're so caught up with him. You know, you're in that space with the Lord. That you, you're not conscious of, literally, you're not conscious of, of people, places, thing, time. You know, and you in, you know, and so it's like you have literally checked out of the natural space and you have checked into that space in the spirit. And uh, you in that fellowship time with the Lord. Cra crazy thing is, it's like he was in, he was in exile. So he had all this time to kind of be in that space. Mm. He, he could have been irritated. You know, you have options. You have choices. He could have been stressed out, worried, but he was in the he was in the spirit with the Lord. You know, and that's that time, that place of being in intense fellowship. I won't call it intense because it's too strong yeah, of a yeah. word. I was going to say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, but it's it's being deliberate, intentional to get in His presence, whether that's through reading the Word, whether that's through worship, or just sitting in His presence, oh meditating. God on the goodness yeah, of the Lord. Yeah, you know, when you say the word, people say, how could reading the word be in the spirit? Mm. But you can get so into that word. I'm, I remember er, those early years when we first got married. You, you know, you got a hold of the word of faith. Yeah. You were like, in, we'd be, I mean, I was like, I was, I didn't know, but I was laying in bed. I probably was sleeping sometime. But um, you were literally in the spirit when you studying the word of faith. Yeah. That word got so good that it absorbed hours you know, you were in the spirit, you know, when you're in the word and you're just you're engrossed and it's like you want more and more. That's when you, you've gotten from left a place of reading into a place of fellowshipping in the word. Right. Right. I mean, it's so powerful 
that you even said that because people say, how can I be in the spirit and read the word? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can just read the word and then you look again. As you start speaking, reading the word, the word starts speaking to you. Yes. The words come off the page and it starts making, it becomes life to you. Mm. When, when David said, I, uh, uh, I, I honor, I extol, I exalt your word more than my necessary food. Uh, God, God speaks to the prophet. He said, take the roll, the scroll and eat it. Mm. Okay. He said, and it was good to me. And so you have to take time to be intentional to get in the spirit. I'm not talking about getting to... I'm not talking about getting to a trance, as you'll see here. You know, I'm not talking about getting deep and losing your mind, but being intentional. That may be getting in a place. That may be cutting uh, television off, even cutting Netflix off, uh, uh, cutting the news off, and say, I'm, I'm just going to take some time and spend in the presence of God. And he will start talking to you. My point is, all that revelation didn't just happen coincidentally. And it didn't happen accidentally of the revelation that we read about in the, in the book of, of the book of revelation that God gave to the apostle John. He was in the spirit and he heard the voice speak to him and all he got all that revelation. So if we, if we would just learn to take time and spend time with him, God will even order your day. He'll order your day even as we seek to hear him. Okay. Somebody said, well, I came here, you know, my kids order my day. Or my job orders my day, my supervisor, but, but he'll give you priorities. But yeah. many times we have multiple priorities. I was talking to someone the other day. I happened to be talking to my son, Tyler, mm-hmm. who's very diligent and works very hard as an attorney. And, uh, and I was talking about, and we were talking about another one, uh, one of the professionals in our church uh, who, who, who's very diligent and working. He said, he doesn't take vacation, does he? I said, no, he really doesn't. I said, but he needs to. And, and my son said, well, dad, you know, sometimes it's really hard to take vacation. He said, because you got so much work. I said, I learned this as a claim just a years ago. I said, since you have so much work, I said, it's going to be so much work when you get back to, <laughs> That's true. so you might as well take a break from so much work. Okay. Because it's so much work. It, it, it's not like it's going away because you keep working through it. It's still there. And we were talking about how it affects your health right. and anxiety and all those things by you not taking time away. I said, you have to be deliberate and intentional. We got to be deliberate and intentional to get in God's presence. And if we do, he'll order our day. Making the right decision about anything requires us to hear God's direction for our lives. In uncertain times, it's a necessity that we hear God clearly. In this timely series, Bishop Herbert Bailey and Dr. Marsha Bailey break down the importance of hearing God's voice and spending time in his presence. To order this message, call 877-798-5433 or go to www.rightdirection.info. Just ask for hearing God's voice. As we continue to socially distance, be sure to stay connected with us online. Stream our services on Facebook and YouTube, as well as rdci.info via the Watch Live tab. Sunday morning services are at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and our website. Wednesday Bible study airs at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Friday, Women's Bible Study airs at 12 noon via Facebook Live. Consider connecting with us as a partner or an iChurch member. More information about our partnership and iChurch member services can be found on our website at rdci.info. 
For consistent updates and encouragement, connect with us on social media through Facebook at Right Direction Church International and on Twitter and Instagram at the RDCI. Right Direction Ministries, transforming lives and impacting generations.